Welcome to Conversations in Time, a podcast brought to you by Joe Malone London and British GQ, discussing mental health and general well-being. Open conversations about real-life experiences affecting us past, present and future. Hello, GQ. Massive. <laughs> uh, James Messiah, uh, poet, musician, uh, living in London and uh, enjoying life. Speaking to Matt Rodwell, um, gym owner, athlete, living in London, enjoying life. There you go. There you go. So you've got two two people in London enjoying life, talking to you today. Um, we we've been chatting before the mics were rolling, um, but I guess I mean, just for context, like how we met. Well, I, I mean, I guess it's the, the era of social media, or whatever. So you. you I, I met you before I met you. <laughs> yeah. No, no, I completely agree. I like I knew who you were before yeah. we had ever actually met in person. Yeah. Like, you know, just through I mean, we've got a very similar circle, you know. So when when was the actual the first time we met? Well, do you know what? I I'm, I'm going to put it down to a few months ago, a friend's birthday. Yeah. And I guess that's it. You're you're at you're at an event, you know. People are kind of chit chatting, whatever else. But then, as 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 you're kind of doing the sweep of the room, someone engages you or catches you or has a story or, or a sensibility, a sense about them that intrigues you or captures you. And that's what that's what yeah, you had. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I guess we 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 started speaking about writing. Yeah, it me was. being a writer and discovering that you also. Yeah. Well, I mean, I've been my my dad's always encouraged me to keep a journal. Mm-hmm. From a very young age, um, I know my dad keeps a journal daily, even just a few notes just to jot things down. And I kind of stopped doing it for a while, and then recently got myself a therapist, and she recommended wake up ten minutes earlier, write down whatever comes to mind, let it flow. And I think, like for me, like a lot of it was like feeling quite close to home yeah. through being able to write because you know I had done it from a young age with my dad and it was also just it was just a release and freedom you know like pen to paper it's my journal I can put whatever I want there you know does does it kind of take this form of free free prose or is it ever kind of structured into poetry at any point oh well, yeah I, I mean for me it's just free okay. you know I write whatever I, whatever I think yeah. um, I think sometimes it'll start to flow a little bit more you know mm-hmm. and you'll I think you kind of get that flow in your head yeah you know when you're writing and then you can go with that, but I wouldn't say I like I I set out to write it in that way with a purpose. Do, do you ever, you know? So I mean, I guess for me, because pe- people often ask me, so do you write every day? And I guess I guess in some sense, yeah, it might just be a couple of lines or whatever. There's a friend of mine, Maud. She um, advocated this this kind of artist club that she's kind of involved with and and they have a kind of similar process kind of kind of based a bit on the artist way which i discovered i discovered kind of has some links with the kind of aana school of thought and that's kind of a part of it like journaling and, and kind of getting getting your ideas and your thoughts out it's almost almost like to kind of like prevent there being any kind of sense of a blockage yeah to keep it real with oneself <laughs> yeah well this is you know this is one of the things that's been really like groundbreaking for me recently is like I've been lucky I've always had you know and been encouraged my dad's only two rules were be polite and tell the truth you know (laughs) those are the only rules he ever asked for and it's like if you can do those two like you set yourself up on a great path yeah right but I you know I think 
mentally, we probably all struggle a little bit, you know, to to tell tell ourselves the hard truths that you don't want to hear or see or accept about yourself. And I know I've been victim to my own truths in the past. So like there's things that I didn't want to accept or see or, you know, believe. And I've found writing those things down a lot easier, Yeah. you know. Yeah. And I mean, like I, you know, I advocated for it the other day on social media, but I really... I honestly love my therapist and and I love what I'm learning now, you know. Um, do, do, do you share your writings with them? Not yet. She hasn't asked me to share anything with okay, her. Okay. But I wrote some stuff down that I did want to share with her. In my head, I had like, I had a plan. I was like, okay, well, we'll have a conversation and, and I will share this with her. Yeah. And then therapy last Saturday <laughs> was brutal. Yeah. Um, you know, we, we unpacked some stuff and by the end of the therapy session, I felt, Honestly, like I'd been in a fist fight. Wow. Like I was in a daze. Like Jesus. A, you know, and my therapist was like, you've been, you know, like you're super psychically open. Please go have a shower, go for a long walk, you know, take a couple of, you know, steps and processes. And so I did that and I felt better. Yeah. And it was actually quite a big leap for me because in the past, if I had felt that way, yeah. I would have ended up at the pub. Yeah, yeah. 100%. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And instead, like I went for a long walk around London Fields, came home, made dinner, Put some stuff on Grailed <laughs> yeah. and went to bed. You know, it's it's funny. My brain's firing off now. So many different sentences, but I'll try I'll try and focus. Psychically open leads me to ask if you are or ever have been spiritual or religious. But then also is the question of you mentioned that you went for a walk. The the the, the way in which physicality uh, is part of the I don't want to say healing process necessarily, but part of the the wellness process yeah. and I guess this is this is wellness outside of any kind of like fad or trend just like the business of being well yeah so yeah spiritual spiritual physical I mean I'm I, w- I would say it's both for okay me. yeah yeah like I've, I've always been pretty spiritual you know and like spiritual in the sense of just I believe in like what I see wow okay you know what I mean like well, people is it like most people's heads the idea is being spiritual is what you don't see yeah, but for me, it's like when you see like a thunderstorm, like that's for me, like, you know, like the rain on the way here, like that's something like I can see and it's tangible and I believe in, you know, like I grew up surfing. I spent a lot of time, you know, I grew up in Zimbabwe and I grew up on the Zambezi River, which is some of the best whitewater rafting, kayaking in the world. You see that river at high water, like that to me is pretty spiritual, you know, like wow. it's crazy. Yeah. There's a lot going on. There's a lot of energy there. And like, I think spirituality is like, for me, at least it's more about energy than anything. Yeah. I'm not religious. I don't get on well with it, to be honest. Mm-hmm. You know, just you know, like I think this, it has a lot to answer for, and you know, yeah. like so for me, that's not you know, I've never identified with it at all. Yeah. Um, but then again, like the the being active is so important in my life. Yeah, it, it almost the way for me having grown up religious, the, the kind of the fervor and diligence that went into maintaining my at the time relationship with with god and with the church was the same kind of um fervor that i'm now taking with me into my uh, fitness routine <laughs> yeah yeah so, yeah so it's like I, the kind of like body body as a temple i've taken that more literally now yeah for me like especially now and and i would say probably the last 10 years training has always been something i've fallen back on mm-hmm. So if I'm feeling bad, if I'm feeling anxious, if I'm feeling overwhelmed, two weeks, a week or two weeks ago, like it was bizarre. I was sat outside the coffee shop having coffee and I just helped, felt this like overwhelming sense of sadness out of the blue. And I was like, all of a sudden I was sad, you know, but through therapy, I was able to identify with, okay, I feel sad. I lent into it. 
embraced it. And then I was like, I'm going to go to the gym and I'll work out. And I went and I did a workout. And after that, I felt so much better. Like my mental state was a lot more clear, mm-hmm. you know. How, how do you think, I mean, I'd say that I have the same tool, fortunately. What might you say to someone listening about how, about what, what the, the muscle or the mechanism is for being able to identify the source of one's own sadness? Is that, is that something that can be taught or something that you just kind of learned from your own experience? For me, it's been from experience, okay. to be honest. Like, I think it's a, like, I don't want to, like, uh, <laughs> I keep yeah. going back to it, but it's like, obviously, therapy, you know, yeah. like, has helped me develop the tools to identify that. Okay, okay. You know, so, yeah. like, you know, like, I know I've, you know, advocated and said that already, but it's like, that's where I learned, mm-hmm. you know, and it's only been quite recently for me that I've learned. In the past, like, I would bang my head against the wall 10 times, walk away, come back and do it <laughs> in the 11th, you know, <laughs> because I didn't have the tools. Yeah. Um. The one thing that I have found, though, is it's just being open to it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's so much easier to push it away and pretend it doesn't exist, you know? And it comes back to what we were saying about being truthful and being honest. Being honest with yourself, being truthful with yourself. Because, like, I really believe it starts and ends with you. If you are lying to yourself, you're going to lie to other people, Mm -hmm. you know? And, like, that's not a nice word to use, so maybe use truth instead. But, like, if you're not telling yourself the truth, you're not going to tell other people the truth, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, And so it's like, be honest with yourself. Be like, hey, I feel sad, you know? Yeah. But I also appreciate and understand that that's harder and easier said than done, right? Because, you know, in the past, like, I thought I felt shit. But the reality is I felt anxious. And I've only just learned to identify those Mm -hmm. feelings. Well, it's it's hard because so much of of life, I I mean, for, for anyone, whatever walk of life you're in, but so much more so if you're in a public eye, if if you're working in media, people seeing your face, they're seeing your body, they're hearing your voice, they're critiquing all these aspects of yourself. And I think it's it's easy or easy easy maybe the wrong word. It is a tool that people um avoid. You know, yeah. that, that that kind of sense of being true to one's own self because there are some things that are like ugly or that we, we think as being ugly yeah. about ourselves, about our pasts. Yeah. Um, and so someone asks, Oh, so where did you grow up then? Uh, <laughs> you know um, so what you don't do this you don't do that or you did that you did this and they maybe feeling like in order to kind of protect your investment in the ideal future that you want for yourself you feel you have to hide certain aspects you of your portray character portray yourself in a certain way right yeah. yeah it was so funny last night because I read before I go to bed mm-hmm. it's like part of how I like just kind of wind down and switch off um, I'm reading Phil Knight's not Phil Knight Phil Jackson's book Eleven Rings um and yeah, uh, uh, basketball. Well, yeah. yeah, Michael Jordan. For those yeah, yeah. who are listening, I just did the the, the swoosh. <laughs> the swoosh. Um, yeah. Nothing but net. <laughs> nothing but net. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and the part that I was on last night, right before I was going to bed, was there's this. I need to, I need to get the facts on it, but he's a psychologist, um, and he was the founder of a certain root of psychology, mm-hmm. and he talks about how. Your true path is like with yourself, like, and it, it all starts and ends with you. You know what I mean? And like, you will never live a happy life unless you're able to live with who you are, yeah, and how you're, you know, like how you're wired and what you are, yeah, in yeah. a sense. If that makes sense, it makes perfect sense to me. I mean, um, I, I guess I've had my own journey with this, so yeah. You know, so it's like it's like I think accepting who we are is really important, and then being open to show the rest of the world who you are. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think that's a lot of what it like a lot of 
where mental health and, and a lot of these things issues come from is like everyone's like in such a rush to show this pretty picture and it's like the reality is it's not a pretty picture no of course not you know but unless you're willing to actually show yeah yourself you know like for who you are i think you'll struggle to find yeah, happiness th- there's, there's a nice segue here you talk about pretty pictures your dad sounds like a great guy has given us amazing advice but he worked in film shot images yeah so my dad took photos for a long time mm-hmm. um in the early years he took video he was a videographer and safety kayaker on the zambezi river um and then later on we left zimbabwe when I was 11 and then lived in Costa Rica for four years. Wow. And when he was there, he was doing surf photography. And that was how he put bread on the table. Um, so I guess you almost picked up some of his kind of like good life rules, but then also the love for nature, the outdoors, and then um, imagery photography as well. Yeah. So I, I mean, there was always cameras around and my dad's a great teacher, you know. Sometimes he has some communication issues, but I think we all do. <laughs> no, of course, um, only human. You know, like I think we all have communication issues, you know, and that's something we all need to work on, something I work on. But he, you know, he, he definitely gave me and my sister our love for taking photos and, and being involved in that. And then I pursued that at uni, <laughs> but around the second year, I really started to, started to struggle. Okay, yeah. Um, and I think I was in like I was in a weird place like mentally just because a lot of those small towns that you grow up in, especially small coastal towns, there's a very aggressive party scene. Wow, yeah. And that was kind of that was where my party career started. <laughs> party career, yeah. You know, well, that's what my therapist calls it. So, yeah, you yeah. Know, that's where that's where it started. You know, and then that was also where like I found sobriety. Mm-hmm. You know, but I was definitely in a weird like I was in a funky place in uni. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And struggling, I think I was struggling, I feel like I was struggling with my mental health a bit. Yeah, yeah. And then the way the curriculum was laid out, I couldn't identify with. And, you know, in the end, I ended up just stopping. Wow, yeah. I had enough, you know. Yeah, that is frustrating. I guess, again, off air, we were talking about our our individual struggles with with different systems of, of being. Or of, of of excelling. Um, one important thing for me was like learning how to validate and value myself, independent of any other kind of external systems yeah. of value or validation. Yeah. And I guess when it comes to the poetry side of things, I know what I think makes a good poet. Um, would you say that you know, or if, is is there a common thread in the 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 imagery that you like? Are there certain things? I mean, let's say imagery, film specifically, anything in film that has to be there for you to think it's a good one. It's hard to express what it is. It's more of a feeling. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, oh so that's, that's maybe then the question then. What, what is the feeling that it gives you when, when you know it's a hit? Joy. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I would say it was joy, you know? I'm like, I've, I've never been into, like, the scary films or anything like that. Like, you know, I've got friends who love watching terror and stuff like that, and I'm like, ah, okay, not really for me. Yeah. Whereas, like, it's, I think, it, or maybe not joy, pleasure. Pleasure yeah. might be a better word to use there. That I think that's the feeling you get from it because you can you can get pleasure from a lot of different things. You know? yeah. it doesn't necessarily have to be humorous to be a pleasurable experience. You know, I feel like I feel like humor though is. I mean, I've got this phrase I picked up from somewhere else. Funny is money. Funny is money. <laughs> <laughs> and it's always like the people that that I tend to enjoy spending the most time around. The 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 music the art that I tend to enjoy has some sense of humor about it and I guess humor need not be like ha ha but that the ability to to laugh at itself yeah 
my self-deprecating humor is is an incredible thing. Yeah, you know? and salute to my sister because she's got amazing <laughs> self-deprecating humor. You know. Yeah. Um, I think you know to something I've I've always found pleasure in is is a weird one for people. I think is it like in the suffering. Yeah. Of training, but I think also for a long time when I was partying, I found some pleasure in the suffering there. Mm. You know, which is it's hard to contextualize that, but yeah, there's definitely pleasure in pain as well. You know, yeah, yeah. Well, um, I guess, and one of the one of the quotes that always came back to me was like, "It doesn't have to be fun to be fun." Well, I think there's like there's almost like kind of Orwellian double speak thing going on. But um, my my dad's, you know, big up all the dads. <laughs> one of his things is like choosing gives you options. And there, there is freedom in discipline, and and, and both both these things I've now found, you know, at my old age, to mm. be true. Um, having kind of wanted it all, I want it all, I want it all now, uh, and then realizing that like once, like you've only got so much energy, you know. So I want, I want to, I want to see all the people, I want to do all the things, taste it all, you know. <laughs> you, 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 this, this is a euphemism now. You, you get where I'm going. Yeah. But then when it when it does come time to like to want to be alone or whatever. Or when you are alone, you're like, wow, I, f- I feel knackered, I feel exhausted. And it's almost like there's, there's, a, there's a way of doing it. Almost like, like, like I say, f- to, it doesn't have to be fun to be fun. Yeah. Almost like seeing the pleasure and the joy in hard work, in like s- serious activity. Yeah. And so now when I go to the, to the gym, I mean, I've only, I've only kind of just started going. Every time I see you, I'm like, bro. You're coming, <laughs> I'm coming, I swear, I swear <laughs> I'm coming. But like, it's, it's kind of a thing that I say to myself. It's like a, a bit of a personal mantra now. It's like... Or no one else ain't gonna do it, and oh. I say it to myself in my head. It's like you want that thing. No one else ain't gonna get it for you. Yeah. And then that just kind of gets me to do another ten minutes. Yeah. And when I feel like oh, I'm over it, it's like well, no one else ain't gonna get it for you. Did I go and do my thing? I I completely know and feel <laughs> where you're coming from. You know, there's there's many a day where I'm in the gym where it's like I don't actually want to train. Mm. Like I, I genuinely don't want to do the session. And it's like there's that little voice inside my head saying, ah, you can just rest, you know, do something else. Yeah. I think one of the things that I've picked up on over the years with your mind is it's always looking for the easy way out, you know, and you have to train your mind, you know, and you have to learn how to, you know, figure out when you're shying away from something, what the reason for that is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, is there a valid reason or is it just your mind like playing tricks on you, you know, mm-hmm. saying, eh, Yeah, well, you know. I guess that kind of, some kind of evolutionary pursuit of immediate physical pleasure versus like temporary immediate pain but then there's almost there's almost like a trick or less of a trick there's there's a way of seeing it which is like this this kind of immediate discomfort is going to bring me some longer term comfort yeah in the future so the time that I'm taking out to like to work out or to 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 eat this healthy meal to not booze to, to see this person who uh, I said I'd see, but I'm actually kind of tired from last <laughs> night, you know. But then you, you put the time in to do that thing. Once you've done it, that kind of, it, it's a, a longevity thing. Yeah. It's your ability to do what you love for longer. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I know what you're telling. Yeah. My dad, you know, again, back to the dad's, but he has this <laughs> great, he has this great saying that, you know, runs in our house and it's, is the juice worth the squeeze? Ah, yeah. <laughs> a poet. You know, is the juice worth the squeeze? And it's like, we run with that a lot though, because it's like. I'm stealing that. I own 10%. You know, <laughs> if you want to go out and party and get licked, yeah. th- there's going to be a squeeze, you know yeah. what I mean? And it's, 
the same side, you know, like you've got to weigh that up. Is it worth it? Or it's like if you go to the gym, there's going to be a squeeze for sure. Yeah. But what is like, you know, what are you getting from that squeeze? Mm. You know, um, and I think, it's, you know, something I've learned recently is like the power of saying no and how yeah. important it is. Yeah. And like actually making yourself unavailable to things that are not going to help you. Yeah. You know, I think it's important to be there for people and help, but it's so important to be there for yourself. Yeah, 100%. You know, and like looking at situations and looking at what it's, what like, is it, you know, energizing you? Is it bringing you, you know, closer to where you want to be and how you want to be aligned? Or is it taking you further away? Mm-hmm. You know, and it's something I still have to work on because like people invite me out, you know, like they're like, let's go to do, do a dinner, let's do this, let's do that. And part of me is like, yes, yes, yes. Yeah. And I've always been a yes man. Like, and it's a terrible thing because by being a yes man, you actually like end up pissing everyone off. Yeah. It's like you true. try to please everyone, but yeah. in the end you end up like upsetting yourself and everyone around you. Like learning to say no has been a massive game changer for me. Yeah. And I think I've been I've been very lucky with opening my gym and having this path that I'm on now where, you know, the choice is very simple for me. Yeah. Like I have yeah. to be up at five thirty Monday to Friday. Yeah. So I go to bed at ten Monday to Friday. Yeah. You know, Saturday and Sunday I have a bit more freedom, but I'm still at work, like at my gym from ten AM till two PM. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and it's like back to is the juice worth the squeeze? If I go out <laughs> to dinner, right? And Dinner finishes at 10.30, I get home, you know, by 11. You're not going to crash straight away. I'm not going to crash straight away. All of a sudden, I've got to be at the gym, you know. And one of the things about the gym for me is like, and like being an owner of a a gym now, like, is it's like I work in the service industry. Mm -hmm. It is my job to provide the best hour of my member's day. Mm. And if I went to bed at 11.30 or 12, I'm not going to do that. Yeah. You know, and what, you know, what that does long term is it has a negative effect on me. Mm So it's like you bring it back and then it's like now when I get invited to dinners a lot more often than not, I'm like, no, I can't do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah, know? Yeah. Or the other thing I've started implementing with my life now is it's like if people want to see me, I'm like, hey, come around for dinner. Yeah. I'll be yeah. home at 8.15, you know, we yeah. can have dinner and, you know, you can leave 10, I'll jump in bed. Yeah, but I'm then I guess be all right it, that way, you know? You cut the commute out, you cut the, the kind of the cash out, <laughs> you cut out the kind of the, the, the proximity to things that you might not want to get involved in. Yeah. Um, and again, I guess it's, it's, it's inviting them into your space is so much more of an intimate way of interacting, I think. Yeah. Um, there, there, there is definitely, I find, the, the, the buzz of a restaurant. I, I do love it. But then the conversations that I have when people come to my, to my home, not, 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 not like they're very different, they're drastically different, but they do tend to be different in some ways. Yeah. We kind of, we kind of um, skip to the, the, the deep stuff yeah. a lot quicker. Yeah, I mean, you, I think... But so what that like for me that like what it shows is it's like you're inviting someone into your space and they feel comfortable, right? You know, like that's a lot like your home is a lot more of a safe space than a restaurant. Yeah. You know, and it's if you look at I feel like if you look at what we're talking about, like a lot of the environment, you know, that you're exposed to will change your personality or or you, you know how you see yourself, how you are trying to put yourself out there. Mm. Whereas I think when you go into a home, like the shield comes down to yeah. a certain extent, yeah. you know, and then you are able to have those real conversations, mm. you know. It's like I've been so lucky through lockdown. Mm. Um, when the first lockdown hit, I was in Turkey. Okay, yeah, yeah. So I was in Turkey and, and I had like three months of lockdown. But then after those three months, like Turkey was basically open. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and then it was only after that that I chose, okay, I need to speak to a therapist, you know. I need I need some way of understanding why I feel yeah. the ways I've felt. You know? how, how frequently do you see them as therapists? I speak to my therapist once a week. Okay. Saturday, 5 p.m. Um, we started doing one-hour one hour sessions, but recently it's been like two hours. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, like the first couple sessions, I felt super light and super, I was like, yes, therapy's amazing. This is incredible. Now you're getting, you're getting into crunch time. And then last week, <laughs> like I said, like I, I was smoked, like absolutely finished afterwards, like in such a dwell. And then this week has been like quite a, you know, there's been waves this week for sure. Because what we spoke about is like now sitting front and center in my mind. Mm. And it's like it'll fade away when I'm busy. But then as soon as like my mind's not busy or I'm you know, come back. working on something, it pops back up again. Yeah. So, it, you know, this week for me has been quite challenging. Um, mm-hmm. And that's why I'm very excited to go down and see my parents, you know. And that for me is something I've always looked to and used as a like as a rock to ground myself. Yeah. 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 You know? yeah. Um, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, I guess, I guess, I, for, for, I mean, I, I, I talk to friends, um, and I'm, I'm aware of the distinction between that and and therapy. Um, it's, it's something that I think I might go for at some stage. Um, maybe, maybe I've been able to kind of enjoy, enjoy what comes with the honesty that I'm able to afford myself in what I write. Um, insofar as there's some element, there's, there's some entertainment value in it. So I, I. Pull my pull my heart out, yeah. <laughs> express my deepest worries, fears, woes in a poem. People appreciate it. So there's almost like a payoff. But I also know yeah. from you and from conversations we've had, you know, you've got a core group of people around you yeah. that like are there for you in the way you need them to be. Yeah. You know, so, you know, if, I mean, I think... I think therapy can help everyone, but I also don't think it is for everyone. It's like if you don't need it, if you've got, you know, a group of people around you that, you know, or if you're uh, well aligned enough with yourself that you don't think you need it, then, you know, great. Yeah. But, you know, if, you know, if you want to try it, there's no harm in trying it once, you know. Yeah. You try it one time, be like, okay. I love that therapy works you know there's there's no harm in trying it once and I go once (laughs) and I get devastated (laughs) yeah I mean look but it's yeah I mean I I think that that's a loose term you know obviously yeah yeah you I just with therapy at least I think you know in doing one session speaking to someone seeing how that feels I think Mm. it's it's Joe I had I had a for the first time in a long time I had a cry like a massive cry yeah, uh, I went to see my. I went to Manchester to see a friend perform, and on the trip because my grandma lived there, my grandparents lived there, and I went to see their old house, and I saw the old house having like walked there from our old church, and I FaceTime my parents. I was like, "Guess where I am?" Bow, showed them the old house. Mum screams on the phone, "Oh my god!" in a little Mancunian accent, and I, me, <laughs> collapsed, broke down, tears like flowing down my face, um, and I think they were quite shocked. Because it's that that's I mean I, I I'm a sensitive person I communicate with everyone else but I'm quite stoic I think yeah this was like a big thing for me and for them and almost like in in the wake of that the aftermath of that it wasn't like sorry I said the aftermath just before that there was a moment where I was like trying to hold it and I was like hang on who am I doing this for. <laughs> I was like, what's, what's going on here? What's the mechanism that's making me want to, like... Hold this in. Hold this in. Let what am I scared of? What am I scared of? Let it out, boom, boom, boom. And afterwards, it wasn't like, oh, yeah, I felt, like, amazing. It was like, after you've gone for a run and you kind of ache a bit. Yeah. But then you kind of have these endorphins. Like, yeah, yeah. 
That was like a really, really strange thing for me. Um, I'm I'm a massive advocate of a good cry. (laughs) (laughs) You know, and it's funny because people like people don't expect like I'm not like the guy people expect to be emotional or to cry or to have mental health issues. You know, like and I've had a couple messages from direct family members like. I didn't think you were you're struggling with your mental health, and I was like, I've been struggling with my mental health for ten years, you yeah, know. Yeah. Um, and sometimes you just need a good cry. Yeah. I swear, <laughs> like sometimes a good cry. Okay. Can we, can, we, can we call the podcast? Sometimes you just need a good cry. <laughs> <laughs> with, with, uh, <laughs> but it just like it, it, it does make a difference and you do feel that sense of like it, 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 there's definitely a weight for me if I have a good yeah. cry like there's a weight off my shoulders I'm like okay yeah alright let's pull our socks up and <laughs> yeah get it going you know get it going again boom Um. yeah 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 wicked uh, it's been a pleasure pleasure shooting the breeze man James I, I, thank I was, you so I'm much gladly, I'm gladly. so glad we got to do this likewise man absolute pleasure um and yeah, to everyone, everyone listening, thank you for staying tuned in as long as you have done. Um, check out the gym, Arc Athletics Club, and uh, check out check out me. Yeah, <laughs> check out James and you know. <laughs> Let's go. Let's go. All Talk right, about mental love. health. Boom. Easy. Take care, everyone. This has been Conversations in Time with Joe Malone, London, and British GQ. For more conversations, find us on ACAST.